I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and talk about the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. Joining me on the other line from the Satellite Branch in scenic Hamilton, Ontario, it's your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Sounding more crystal clear yeah, with am. her with her fancy headset. I am. This is my work headset, and I look like a nerd, but I sound cool. <laughs> Just sitting at home, Caitlin had to, had to uh, collect herself after a nap this afternoon, because that's how we're living. <laughs> tried to tell her that while we're doing these, uh, don't get too accustomed to these home episodes because, you know, she's just like laying in bed, rolling over, talking on the phone for an hour and a half, hanging up the phone, rolling back over, podcast done. So when we get through this and she's got to actually like, you know, I'm going to try to get her to come back out here to do a live, you know, in, in the Polly Pocket recording session, she's going to be like, eh, hey, can no, I just no. call As you? As I said, no, no. As I said. I am going to want to get out of the house absolutely positively because I think after like three months, I'm, I'm going to be, this is, this is going to, some of the charm of this is going to worn off. <laughs> oh man. Who remembers places? <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes. Those, those are great. Friends, this is episode 193. If you'd like to go back and listen to all other 192 of our episodes, mostly recorded in person. You can do that wherever you get your audio content. Just look up Geek Down Podcast on your Spotify's, your Google Plays, or your Apple Podcasts, wherever you find it. Give us a follow or subscribe while you're there. And literally, I mean, you have time. You could go get the podcast yourself. But if you're a little stressed out by the new normal, all you have to do is hit follow or subscribe. And every week, brought to your device, your man's Chauncey Frostilicus III will deliver those episodes directly to your device and listen and if you're like why is he out here doing this job it's because elves can't get the coronavirus there are many benefits to the elven elvish elven life elvish life both coronavirus immunity is one of them wow also we apparently cannot make a vaccine from chauncey's blood that would be very helpful but you cannot <laughs> This bit's just falling apart under close inspection, Caitlin. <laughs> if you have theories on why Chauncey's physiology does not make it uh, amenable to producing a coronavirus vaccine, you can let us know in a multitude of ways, primarily Twitter. Twitter. That's where we tend to hang out the most. But you can email us, geekdownpod at gmail.com, or via that creaky old Facebook group that I only go to to check up on my parents, but that's at www.facebook.com. Forward slash. Geek Down Pod. Had to do it in reverse because she's not here in person. She didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. I'm just along for the ride. If you would like to support this endeavor financially, do not save your money. Patrons, you're on pause. We let you know last week. But you can still buy us coffees. KO-FI.com slash Geek Down Pod if you're so inclined. Like Doug Forsett was. Clearly a pseudonym based on the good place. I know who you were. I hope you're doing well. Mr. Forsett. We thank you for your kind contributions and the contributions of anyone 
towards this endeavor. We know dollars are tight for a lot of y'all. We don't know how long this is going to go on or how we're going to get by. But, you know, if some of you are choosing to part with your coffee money to show us a little nod of support, we greatly appreciate that. And thank you to the Canadian government who has suspended all student loans. (laughs) Yeah. Also, thanks to the Canadian government for that, that. that sweet two grand that I am not technically eligible for, but we'll see. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? What's going, who knows what's going on? Your boy going on that EI for the first time in his life, so that's where we're at over here. Yeah. How are you guys doing? I think they're doing okay. <laughs> like the listeners? Yeah. Uh, I think I think they're doing okay, by and large. I mean, are any of us doing okay right now? I mean, we're doing okay as we can do. Like, the first week was cute, you know. The second week, I guess this has been the second week, was kind of getting a little less cute. Now we're going into week three, and it's like, uh, it's kind of not cute at all. <laughs> Coronavirus! Yeah, well, this is what I keep on saying. I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, we're doing these fun things for the kids where they're doing, like, uh in Winnipeg, I think they're doing these like window parades where you like dress up your window or you paint your window or something. And, you know, the kids go by and they can see all the cool windows. And I'm like, this is not going to last guys No. two months in. And people are going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> you see the clip of the, uh, somebody trying to do that whole, uh, Italy style balcony sing along in New York. <laughs> no. Promptly greeted with a shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's North America for you. I did see a clip of somebody uh somebody put their speakers out the window and started blasting Juicy by Biggie and like an entire Brooklyn neighborhood started like singing from their windows, so That that's cool. That I mean you gotta dope. definitely know your audi- audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the choice of song, my dude. Maybe it wasn't just the fact that you were trying it in Brooklyn, you just didn't didn't have the right song picked. So Kate mentioned before we before we hit the uh, hit the old record button that there's there's like a strange divide now between folks. It's like I guess it's a three part divide. There are the there yeah. are the blessed uh, frontline workers out there who are still actually going to work and trying to like <laughs> maintain safety during this challenging time. We have the people like Kate who are working from home. How's that going? Uh, it's it's fine. I'm. It, it's different and in some ways it's great and in some ways it isn't and in some ways it's very complicated <laughs> because everything takes a lot longer um, and it's also we're still going ahead with our end of year, our fiscal end of year. Oh. Uh, so we're still required to do a lot of um, work with invoices and again I'm just wondering about like in a month because I'm there's no way we're getting out of here before a month is over. I'm not going to have that much to do because <laughs> nobody's putting in maintenance ain't, tickets because nobody's there. Ain't no students coming by. Ain't no maintenance tickets. Yeah. And my boss has been great. Uh, she's been very proactive and has said, you know, um, so instead of where I work, instead of um, a review where you talk about like, how well you're doing the job. They have uh, what they call like stretch goals where it's sort of like learning goals about yeah. the job or, or building up new skills. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> so she's like, y you guys can start doing that. Like, I'm fine with you guys spending if you have no work to do. I mean, we'll still be required to to basically check in and be online in case someone has questions. But because I think she knows, like, work's not going to last forever. It's just impossible. So, yeah, it's going fine. It's just it's when it w runs out, I'm a little bit worried because um, right now it's providing a lot of, like, structure to my week and to my days. <laughs> right. And and I know how I get when I was in school and it was, like, March break. And like, you don't know what day it is <laughs> or, like, the summers. And you're like, is this a Thursday or is it a Saturday? Who knows? Brings us to the third type of person out there right now, me. <laughs> Yes. Who is not working? Because there's just, listen, I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't know how much I'm allowed to put out there about MCR, but I mean, hopefully I will be back to work sooner than later. But for the time being, I'm just chilling. Yeah. And how is that going? Um, Better for me than for us. See, the thing is we, we have, we have like, you know, company bulletin board and there are like keeners on there who just like are not uh, something about mcr really um inspires devotion among a certain segment of the uh of the workforce and oh like, i remember the the people who drank the kool-aid and well for those of you these, audience these members, are the thoughts of know, McKinnon, and I met, who is not met an employee anymore <laughs> We met it at Major Canadian Retailer, and we had a, like, we every so often we would have these, like, major meetings, and it would be, like, three stores or four stores would go to one store to have this, like, major general meeting. Mm -hmm. And we went I, 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 to some other location. I'm not going to say which one it was. I don't want to call anyone out, but... <laughs> We were like, what is going on? Who are these people? They were all so excited all the time. <laughs> it was kind of like, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, oh, it's happening. Um, the movie uh -huh. where yeah. the wife and the husband move to a place and all of the wives are like super wifey and she's all freaked out. No, I ain't got you on this one, kid. Oh, Stepford Wives. Stepford Wives. Ah. It's just, it was kind of like super the wifey. Wives. Yeah, well, and and you find out they're all robots. Um, that's what it was like. And we were like, where's the off switch for these people? Exactly. Turns out they don't really have one. And when they're trying to, like, you know, crowdsource, <laughs> hey, y'all, how are we going to stay engaged during this time while we're, while we're not working? How about we just host, you know, little phone conferences? To talk in about the, the job. Someone, in the words from someone from Brooklyn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the fuck? The fuck we will, my dude. I am I am on EI right now. I'm going to call in and talk about high performance characteristics. No, sir. Yeah. But have definitely... fun. Have fun with that. Uh, how are things going otherwise? I don't know. I don't do much. Oh, here, here was the big, here's the big, woo. Yeah, task, right? And thank God the podcast is back because that, you know, gives me a task for a couple days at least and at least helps me mark the front half of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I get this episode up by Tuesday. <laughs> that's a day that's coming, right? That's a day that's coming that where you need to have something done by. Um, so I said last week I've been, you know, enjoying just, you know, grabbing records that I haven't played out since I upgraded my turntable. 
and I went and uh, I saw one in, it was a Herbie Hancock record that I pulled out from my collection and I was like, I didn't even know I had this. Yeah. Huh. It's got a Hello Records sticker on it. So, I mean, I must have, I must have done, I clearly bought it in Detroit. I do not remember when or why. I think Jeff bought it once. And maybe then I bought it out of spite. Um, <laughs> but I was like, huh. And then I kept finding other ones that were like, well, I know I haven't cleaned that. And it's like, or like it wasn't on my discogs or anything. And I was like, this is, this is getting worrisome, Kate. We may have to, uh, I think we have a project. So. Ooh, a project. Mid last week. I just started auditing my entire collection. What a cool guy you are! Record yep. by record, did I have it on Discogs? Was it properly cataloged? So, and 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 this is this is really the major divide between people working from home <laughs> and people at home not working. No, I'm I'm serious, and it's not. I honestly, I am actually glad I'm working, but. Every so often when I come across posts like, what are you doing to fill your time? I'm like, I'm fucking working. That's what I'm doing to fill my time. Or it's like um, 15 fun activities that you can do each day. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm working. Fuck you. So some of us have to make projects, which is what I did when I went through every record in my collection and checked to see if I had it on Discogs. Because if it wasn't on Discogs, you know what else you can probably bank on, Kate? I didn't what? clean it. Definitely hasn't been cleaned. So I currently have a stack of maybe two stacks of maybe 50 records. Um, you neglected yeah. 100 records? Yeah. A lot of them are new You're... stuff that I probably bought like new, like, you know, sealed and just didn't bother to like put on a Discogs because I didn't clean them. Because normally the process is you buy a batch. And then you clean that batch, and as you're cleaning them, you put them on Discogs. But I clearly Jordan? missed quite a few batches. Yes, Caitlin. You're a bad record dad. I am. I'm as surprised as you are. What a twist! Some of them, I was uh, like, you should be, you should be horrified. So, it was more the fact. It was more the non. Like there are definitely ones in there that some of those, some of the ones these are on Discogs, properly cataloged. But I know I didn't clean them because I didn't have the spin clean when I got them. I used to have this like kind of like corduroy brush and you would like you know drip some cleaner along the edge and then just kind of run the brush on along the record as it spun and then kind of like like the brush was curved it was like a corduroy type brush and it was curved so you'd start on one edge and then you kind of roll the brush and the one the wet edge would kind of like clean it and then you'd you know, rotate the brush and that would kind of dry it. And then that's what you would do. So, I mean, in theory, I should probably spin clean like my entire collection top to bottom. Cause there are many in here that have not gotten the full spin clean treatment. The spin clean is like the trough, oh my goodness. the trough you put your records in with the little like car wash pads. And then you spin the record and it's a more thorough type of clean. Anyway. So I wasn't, I was not interested until you said, car wash because i loved car washes oh my god i absolutely adore car, car washes so i would totally car wash records <laughs> actually that that's what i did today i had to hand wash the uh, soft cloths that came with the spin clean before i settled into this i'm putting it off but starting next week yeah that's that's gonna be me 
I would document this on IG Live, but I tried that once before all this happened, and they, like, shut me down for playing, like, copyrighted music. Well, everybody needs entertainment now. I don't think they're going to dare do that. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I, and that's one thing I have been enjoying is just the um, the sheer number of, like, you know, the joke was, like, it was a picture of Beyonce at Coachella, and it was, like, everybody with five followers discovering Instagram Live. Um <laughs> That's what we said last week. This whole this whole thing was real bad for capitalism. It's been great for Instagram Live. Like suddenly everybody's like, got nothing else to do. Let me throw this on and talk about my day. Um, yeah. DJs were kind of the first ones. I think the 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 marquee was this guy. His name's D Nice. He was he had a one off hit rap hit in like the early '90s, and I think he was the DJ in like Boogie Down Productions or something. And then he just his career has kind of been multifaceted. He was a photographer for a while, and then he's been like a DJ for a long time. And he was just like DJing in his kitchen, but he DJed for like nine hours. Wow. And like, it was the first, he was the first dude to kind of do this. And like Michelle Obama swung through and like threw a fire emojis. Like Janet Jackson came through, like everybody was coming through his feed to be That's like, amazing. Be like, thank you. We needed this. So now just like every DJ of varying degrees of proficiency have just been out there on their Instagram live. I know Questlove's been going on for like three hours uh, every night, usually at night, playing slow jams. Um, one of the cooler ones I dropped in on was uh, House Shoes, Detroit legendary DJ, now of LA, founder of Street Corner Music. He's been really big in underground hip-hop forever. He was like digging up old floppy disks and putting them into his like sampler and seeing what was on them. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. So that was really cool. There's just been a lot of, I think, and like I woke up Saturday morning and I don't think they're leaving them, but like Second Action, Japanese rock band we love, has been like live streaming full concert films on their YouTube channel. Like every Saturday, they just throw a different one up. They're up to 2014 now. Um, So it's like I woke up on Saturday, watched the last like 40 minutes of that. And then by the time that was done, Sala Kurokawa, that singer I liked, was doing one as well just her at like an organ in her little like you know rehearsal closet in her tokyo apartment and just sang a couple songs and just like those are that's the shit that like is making this you know bearable just seeing those moments where you can just kind of like connect with folks because some of y'all are out there connecting more than you should you said before we recorded you you made an attempt to grocery shop today um well okay so this Last time we went grocery shopping, which yes. was a week ago, we're trying to go either once a week or less. Why are you going on weekends? Um, actually, but, but it was because I'm working, right? And the problem is, is if I go after I work, then everyone they really going to know you? After. They really going to know you gone at like 10 a.m. Well, yes, because actually that's when our our group meeting is. No, so, fine. I mean, actually, I, I realized today. I realized today my my um, boss is really, really cool. So if I was like, hey, I'm going to go for an hour. I'll just make it up at the end of the day or whatever. She would totally be like, don't even worry about it. Like, sure, do it, you know, do whatever you want. So I actually thought next next week I'll probably try and go like on Monday morning, right? So there's very, hopefully very few people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last time we went, we thought that a lot of people were being smarter they wouldn't be there on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. um, and we'd gone. 
sort of at like a weird time. So I was like, okay, I think it's probably going to be pretty good. Oh, no, no, no. The whole place was acting like COVID-19 didn't exist. Um, and it, we had gloves and masks on and people were looking at me like I was insane. Um, so it was just really stressful. It made me kind of crazy. So it was like, I'm, we're going to go, um, we're going to see how it's, what it's like. Hopefully people are taking more precautions. Um, and then I just got all stressed out about it. <laughs> so senior correspondent, Chris, uh, went out on his own, which he said was actually a good idea. Cause then we could sort of like, I, he doesn't need me there to do groceries. Right? right. Um, he said that it would preserve, we only have a, like some pairs of, of gloves and masks mm. that are really old. And he's like, yeah, at least it will preserve what we have. We do have to go somewhere. So he went out and did the shopping. I had a nap. Um, because I was all stressed out <laughs> thinking about it. And when I get stressed out, my body's like, you need to have a nap. Um, so yeah. So people are still there. It, it was better this time, apparently, because people were wearing masks and gloves. Um, but people are still out here in the world pretending that nothing is going on. Boy, are they. Now, I live in uh, what has generously been uh, described as an authentic neighborhood. So it's uh, very possible that a lot of folks on mm, some of my area streets don't have anywhere to go. Right. Uh, that is a distinct possibility. But some of y'all do. Joggers. Skateboarders. People uh, walking their dog. Oh, my God. Like, everybody got a fucking dog now. Like, I swear to God, people are just, like, borrowing dogs now. <laughs> so they can go. Did you see that clip of Italian mayors, like, screaming at their... At their, uh, you know, residence via webcam to like stay indoors or like if you, if you have a graduation party, I will send the police with flamethrowers. We will burn you. Oh my god, that's amazing! Get the fuck uh, apparently, Montreal is like about to get the police involved. I, I feel like we ain't that far. Like, because like I wanted to go to the I mentioned. Uh, on our last step, I think that there's a mom and pop in the neighborhood. That's pretty dope. They provided, they provided my kimchi for my rice the other night. And I just wanted, you know, they had stuff like prepackaged, you know, a little tray of cut up broccoli and cauliflower and stuff like that. Fairly cheap. Um, so I wanted to get some of that shit and I walked down there and it is closed with no sign and no nothing. And I'm like, huh? Okay. That bodes well. Try it again this mm -hmm. morning. They had a sign up now. Apparently they are a, it said 10, 10, to, 10 to 8, Monday to Sunday. Now it's Sunday as we're recording this, and it was Sunday as I went. And I was like, does that mean including Sunday or not Sunday? Because there was no sign of anything. <laughs> no signs right. of life when I went there. So I'm assuming these hours expire on Sunday and then reinstate on right. Monday. So I'll try again tomorrow morning. But but when I went this random Thursday, it was like a little bit in the afternoon. It was maybe like 2 in the afternoon. Because I figured the mom and pop would be fine. You know, I just duck in, duck out. Um, but when they were closed, there's a fresh co a little bit up the block. And I was like, well, I'm already out. Let's stretch the legs some more. I had like not left the house in like four days at that point. Um, like not even right. like, take the trash out. Um, so I was like, let's keep the legs stretching, make sure my hips still work. And so I go to the fresh go and yeah, it's a real bad scene in there. <laughs> just way too many fucking people. They're not even like yeah. panic buying. It's just like oh, this is the only place we're, like, allowed to go, so we're all finding reasons to go to the grocery store. Like, oh, God! Oh, God! Well, I mean, 
I we went for a walk today, and our our neighborhood's pretty like there's not really that many people out. And I was telling Jordan it was absolutely stunning today. It was like almost 20 degrees. It was super super sunny. It was hot. It was I haven't seen a day like this in what seems like years <laughs> at this point because uh, that's what uh, uh, winter in Canada is like. Yeah. Didn't um, make it here. Freezing my ass off yeah. walking to that grocery store this morning. Yeah, and it can change really suddenly this time of year as well. So anyways, we were walking around, and by and large, we didn't meet that many people. But there were, again, two types of people. The ones who, like us, when we met each other on the sidewalk, would, like, separate. Like, they would walk all the way on. We would, like, walk on the road. Right. They would walk on the other side. And then there were people in our space. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, how rude can I be? <laughs> like, how... Like, can I suck my teeth at people? Like, how? I jed my umbrella um, at someone this morning. You did what? Like, it was a little rainy this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but when I, I was like, well, I have an umbrella, and the less likely that pe- people are definitely not going to be out now. It's Sunday morning, it's early, and it's, like, rainy. Like, nobody's going to be out. So, suck right. it up, take your umbrella. And, besides, it's, like, a big Ikea umbrella, so, like, if it's open, it's going to set a good perimeter around me regardless but I didn't need to open it because it wasn't raining. And then I was walking, just like holding it in my hand closed. And somebody got a little too close and I legit like turned it horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Get over there. One meter minimum. It's supposed to be yeah. two. And like most of the people I, we met with, um, like we would nod as we would separate being like, yeah, we know what's going on here. We're not trying to be unfriendly or weird. This is the state of affairs at the moment. And then every so often, I think it definitely it was at least at least one person walking a dog. Um, and I feel like dog walkers think that they like own the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm sorry. But seriously, um, didn't didn't do anything. Like, I'm going to walk down the middle of the, the sidewalk with my dogs. And mm-hmm. I'm like, fine, fine. Be a jerk. Damn, son. Yeah, yes. I just it obviously annoys me and it stresses me out. So I'm like, I get into the fresh go. I grab like you know, loaf of bread, some avocados. Uh, I don't even paper towels. Like I don't even know what else I I bought. Um, and then I get out. They had like, um, kind of like portable hand washing stations, which was a nice touch. I thought. Um, oh, cool. Like a little foot pumped. Uh, it was like a like a Rubbermaid like tank basically. Um, a little spigot on it, and then there was a standard like bathroom style soap dispenser. Use the soap, and then you pumped with your foot, and water would come out of the spigot, and you can rinse your hands off. Oh, um, cool! Nice touch. Again, doesn't matter when there's like way too many people in there. Um, and I'm like looking for side streets to get down to go down to King Street, which is you know there's less worth noting in that part of Queen- King Street, so less people around, and like people are like skateboarding and shit, and I'm like I want to get. You look at I don't have my umbrella today because I'd be fucking jabbing at you. Um, <laughs> and I walked by the no frills on my way back from the fresh go, and I already knew they had like kind of instituted like security and limiting the amount of people in the store at one time type of thing. These are all good things, great. But then you have a lineup of people who are like mashed against each other down the length of the building. Like, well, that's self defeating if they're all catching it from each other before they go into the store. Like, yeah, no, nobody though. Of all the people I've seen this week, nobody was killing it more than... There's this little tool who, like, lives in the building next to me. I see him around all the time. He really looks like... If there if there's any, like, Armenian gang activity 
in that building, he's like connected to it. <laughs> he looks like Ram. Uh, he looks like Ram Man from Masters of the Universe. He's just this short little turd, stocky, fireplug-looking type guy. And like the parking lot, Kinsinaris have started up again next door. Every day, oh, no. every day around four or five, I can hear him like tooling around in the parking lot down there because the weather's getting nicer. And I look over, and this fool is smoking with a surgical mask like around his chin. Oh my god! He's just you're killing it, my dude. Just absolutely killing it. Doesn't make any sense. None, none whatsoever. Yeah. You're damaging your lungs, but while not wearing the mask that you have to protect your lungs from a virus that you clearly don't care about catching that much, or you would be the fuck inside. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as we've been saying, and as I will say continuously, what's going to happen two months from now when we're still all inside? God, I'm, ho- I'm hoping for like, I'm hoping for May. I'm hoping for an upswing by May. Mm, mm, Mostly because I don't want to run out of fucking money. I at least want to like, be thinking about getting back to work by then and of course a lot of people are asking me about like weddings and yeah how's that going wedding um i we don't know yet i mean Mm. we're sort of just bracing for it there's a good chance we'll have to cancel if not because they were still inside or they've said um that you can only have groups of 50 right, or fewer people. Um, people if not because of those reasons then because a lot of people will be struggling financially yeah. and a lot of people who uh, were hoping could travel won't be able to and it's sort of like what's the point if we can't sort of have a day that we have everyone there that we want yeah. um, your boy so, might not be able yeah. to afford we'll a new suit by then Kate. sorry your boy might not be able to afford a new suit by then yeah, it, well, exactly. And it just, it's, it, we, we don't want to add stress to an already stressful <laughs> situation. So um, we're trying to, you know, we're just keeping our ears open. Um, we're hoping that in a couple of weeks they'll have more information about how long they think things are going to last for. Um, but it's very much up in the air. And I feel really bad for people who were like having their weddings like this week, who, yeah. um, you know, have to cancel thankfully though um a lot of places are giving refunds and um not like returning deposits and stuff oh, so refunds. we're hoping those must be nice yeah wait i are you talking about your flight oh i mentioned either on mic or just regularly to other people that like i feel like maybe if you like plummeting to earth you could maybe get a refund from american airlines the most I'm going to get from them is a rebook, and I can't even indulge in that. I can't even, like, officially cancel the flight until, like, Hopper, the app I use, I have to go through them. Because I didn't go through American directly. I use this app. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying. So I get emails from Hopper every once in a while being like, we haven't forgot about you. Everything's on fire. Uh, well, at least at least they're letting you know that they haven't forgotten. Yeah, I don't know what to do about Airbnb. All I got from them was, like, a... <laughs> It's like, if this is still a thing in a week, get at us again. It's like, I still ain't seen no money, Airbnb. So their thing also seems yeah. to be like, everybody's going in order of like departure or booking. So, I mean, really, I'm going to wait yeah. till like when three days before I would have been booking and then I'll just spend an afternoon. Um, Cause I don't even, I'm not even like, I want, 
I just want clarity more than anything. Because when I did this process, mm-hmm. I saw a thing that said, this is affected by COVID-19. You will get a refund. Cool. And then I clicked through and it was like disappeared. And I didn't get a screenshot or anything. And when I got a receipt, it was under the host's original policy, which was $0. So it's like, yeah, what's it going to be? Y'all $0 or $800? I would really like the latter. Yeah. And I'm... I- Sure they will, but also you have stuff to fill your time. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well, yes. One of the things I would be passing my time with, and I still do to a certain extent. And this also ties into new news, I guess. I meant to bring this up last week, but it's still ongoing. Uh, more so, it's the closest thing to news we have right now. Y'all, let's talk about WrestleMania season. Yeah. Please tell me you have a drop for this. I'll I'll put one in. Um, it should be just be things breaking, <laughs> things smashing on the ground. So, the World Wrestling Entertainment, the house that Vince built, is and just wrestling in general, the attitude, the the ethos, the aesthetic is always the show must go on, no matter what. You tear your quads in the middle of a match, you work through that shit. You get concussed, you work through it. You die on your falling from the roof, we'll acknowledge it, then the show goes on. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real thing that happened, Kate. Um, Oh my god, okay. So, they, until very recently, were acting like WrestleMania in Tampa, Florida, was still going to be a thing. And the city of Tampa was like... I don't know what the sort of insurance things going back and forth between the two were, but they were basically playing chicken with each other. The city was saying, we're not asking them to cancel. We hope they'll do the right thing. And the WWE was like, well, we're still trying to figure it out. And by this point, they've already right. canceled their television shows, basically. They're doing the TV shows. Everybody is, both WWE and AEW, have been doing basically empty arena shows, which are weird. It's even I even find it weird to watch wrestling matches on like indie shows when there's like fifty people in the crowd. Right. So like when there's nobody, it's real weird. Oh, it's yeah. It's eerie. So they had already been doing that, and they should have just canceled WrestleMania. Because where they are now is they are filming it over two nights. Normally WrestleMania is this huge, like nine hour long thing. On a Sunday, it's a weekend, really, because they have, like, a fan event Um, on the Friday. They have the Hall of Fame ceremony on the Friday. NXT has one of their big shows on the Saturday before, and then WrestleMania happens on Sunday. So, they have decided they are splitting it over two nights, and they're filming it all in advance, which has never happened before. Like, they've already filmed some of these matches for WrestleMania. That will happen, I think, a week from today as we're recording this. Um, Right. And it just keeps getting weirder and worse. Like, the biggest hit I saw happen this past week, which was... So, your main event title matches were going to be uh, Bork Laser versus this uh, rising star, Drew McIntyre. And then... Uh, <laughs> aging veteran, 50-something veteran uh, and champion, uh, Bill Goldberg, you may remember from the 90s, okay. if you were paying 
attention back then. He is. I do not. I have no idea who you're talking about, but sure. (laughs) He was, uh, when WCW was like, you know, really giving them a run for their money and beating them. Goldberg was like their only like house made superstar. Like all their stars were previously established in the WWF. Goldberg was the only guy they kind of built from scratch. He's a football player. He only ever does like two moves. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's got charisma. Like that's it. He's not, he's got no work rate. Um, right. But he ended up winning the title in one of these, at one of these weird Saudi Arabia shows from the fiend Bray Wyatt, who was like this super over supernatural second coming of the undertaker type villain. And fans were already like, what? But then he ends up booked to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is the guy who you know for years Vince has loved and has want to make wanted to make like the guy. Yeah. He's big, he's got long hair, he's pretty, and he's been shoved down our throats for a long time. Um right. often to the detriment of other people that fans wanted to see have that spot. We don't want Roman, we want this other guy. Sometimes it was Daniel Bryan, sometimes it was I don't know who, but they just didn't want Roman. This is about the only situation, because nobody's thrilled that Goldberg beat The Fiend. This is like mm-hmm. the only situation where like Roman could get cheered at WrestleMania. Because obviously he's going to win and you know right. get the belt from Goldberg. Because Goldberg is a part-timer. So not only was it weird that Roman could be you know winning the title to an empty house. <laughs> the only time he's ever going to get cheered at WrestleMania and nobody's going to be there. <sighs> That would have been weird enough. Um, Roman has a lot of goodwill lately, or in the last few years, because he recently beat leukemia. <laughs> oh. Roman kind of had to retire a couple years ago, because he had to go for leukemia treatment. Which now means he pulled out this week, because he's immunocompromised. Oh, no. So one of their oh, main event no. spots had to pull out. So, one of their main events is question mark? <laughs> like, it's just a mess from top to bottom. And I mean, from everything I've heard, they've been really cool, despite the whole, like I said at the top, the whole aesthetic of, like, you know, your arm falls off, you, like, work through it. Like, they right. have said, despite that being, you know, traditionally the thing, they have given everybody basically, like, the green light to be, like, if you don't feel comfortable being here or working, go home, spend time with your families. You know, you want to isolate, social distance, all that. There's not going to be any, like, you know, politicking about it. Nobody's going to feel, you're not going to get buried if you decide to not come to work type of thing. Um, but it just really sucks for them. And, I've like, as wrestling fans, we've, like, never seen anything like this. AEW finally had their first couple of, um, like, WWE ship jumpers. Like, guys who, like, got out of their contracts with the WWE and finally, like, make their way over to AEW. And this is, like, now their second chance at, like, really being something and, like, fulfilling their potential. And they had to debut to Empty Houses type of thing. It's just, it's it's really weird that they keep trying to do this. This must be just so bizarre. We've never seen anything like it. I mean, you could say that about so much of what's been happening right now. But talk of wrestling... Yeah. Can tie us into how we've been passing the time this week. 
I'm not going to get to everything I've been doing. I'm just going to lead with this before I toss it over to Kate because I knew about this show. I didn't know I had a way to watch it easily. I was watching a lot of wrestling documentaries, actually. Uh, the WWE, because they have their network, which we like can't get in Canada because of weird Canadian content rules or laws or something. It's not like just a straight on-demand type streaming service. It's like tied into like a cable channel in Canada. Thanks, Canadian telcos. But the WWE has to make all this like content, you know, aside from just the weekly shows and, you know, matches, their you know library of matches and stuff like that. So they've mm-hmm. done this um, documentary basically about the era after the Monday Night Wars. So if the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era was like Stone Cold, The Rock, and like that kind of like peak right. for the business, like when The Rock went to Hollywood and Austin, you know, was too run down from the road and decided he wanted to finish up type of thing, like who stepped in to fill the void, that weird kind of like 2002 era of the WWE which is really, I mean, it just kind of turns into Save Us John Cena. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what it becomes, basically. It's like, oh, these guys were trying. Nobody was really, like, reaching for the, you know, the brass ring. But, oh, then John Cena came. Save Us John Cena. Um, it's cool. It's an interesting time that's not usually really talked about in the, like, narrative of the, uh, of the WWE. But that's not the best wrestling thing I watched this week. The best wrestling thing, it's on Crave. I didn't know it was on Crave. It's a series Vice did called Dark Side of the Ring. And you will probably get this at some point. You will get a curated selection. Um, Ooh. Because there's one episode dedicated to the most infamous event probably in wrestling history, which was the Montreal Screwjob in 1997. Um, Okay. You haven't even heard mention of that? Nope. So that is basically what happened when... Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart was going to leave. The, he was the champion. He was going to leave the WWF for WCW. Um, and he had this match in Montreal. He didn't want to lose to the guy he was going to lose with. Basically, they screwed him. They told him the finish was going to be one way, and they did something else. Um, right. You, you, We've actually talked about this, yeah. but not in crazy, crazy detail, but you have told me about this. That's basically the short version is you had this guy who, like, you know, was their champion for reasons was leaving. He didn't even really want to leave, but he was leaving. He didn't like the guy he was working a program with. And they were like, and he didn't want, he didn't want to lose to him. And they said, okay, yeah, that's fine. It'll just be like a screw job type of thing. And on live TV, double crossed him. That's awful. Which was basically for me and for a lot of other people, it was like, you always knew it was predetermined and like you were getting worked, but like, the curtain dropped in a way that it never had before after that. Right. And that's when a lot of fans, myself included, kind of smartened up. So this was like a, a uh, you know, hour-long investigation into that. And the show recently came back for its second season. I mentioned uh, the guy falling from the ceiling and the show going on. They're going to do an episode on that. I knew they would. The second I was like, the second I saw they were doing a second season, I'm like, oh, they're going to do one. They have to. But what, fuck, they really came out swinging for the second season. Two-part, two-parter on Chris Benoit. Does that name mean anything to you? I know it. I don't know why I know it. We'll save a deep discussion to when we're actually, like, talking about the show when I give it to you, once we're back to normal. But he is a guy who 
basically killed his family and hung himself. He was this really kind of like soft-spoken type of wrestler. And I remember it was a real weird thing where like they did a tribute show. It was like Chris Benoit died. I was like, holy fuck. And then you watch this show and it's a tribute show. They're showing his old matches. Everybody's sad. And then like the next day, it's like, oh, damn, he murdered his entire family. And holy crap. You know, it's one of the he had horrible CTE, you know, the concussion, the chronic concussion syndrome type thing. Yep. His brain was crazy messed up from that. None of this excuses what he did, but I mean, like, it's it's an insane story. And there are so many insane stories in wrestling. And like the next one they're doing is about this guy, this indie wrestler called New Jack, who was just he wrestled in ECW back in the nineties and he was like so insanely violent like would stab you with scissors like there have been dudes like this over the years but new jack was he was something else so yeah that's uh that's dark side of the ring that's on crave right now wow it's like true crime meets wrestling it's like what more could you possibly ask for yeah really and jim Cornette features prominently on it and you've never met jim Cornette yet but you kind of need to i'm i'm very excited what have you been watching um, in these dark times? I was going to I was going to say, sorry, but that um so you were going to be giving me this show and I'm going to be giving you at some point the amazing and delightful and wonderful and perfect show Gravity Falls. Come back a week later and you are all in on Gravity Falls? Oh, this show is just the show is is perfect. It's a perfect show. Um, and the problem is, is I am going to give it to you, but I know that, I know that you're probably, this is not a show for you, (laughs) but I would still like to, you know, part of our, our show is not just giving each other things we'll think they'll like, but just giving them things that we kind of want their opinion on. Right. Um, so, uh, the show is. It's only two seasons. It came out, God, I don't know when, what, 20, 2014? You said it was like, only for two seasons, and I feel like the show was out for like 19 years. Like, I just feel like it yeah, left a really it, big I, footprint. Sorry, it, went, it ran from 2012 to 2016. And the reason that you think it ran for so long is because it's such an amazing show that people are still talking about it. And I'm so late coming to it. Um, and it was actually senior correspondent, Chris, who like encouraged us to watch it. Um, and we like skipped Picard for a couple weeks because we wanted to finish Gravity Falls so bad. Um, but it's just, it's a show that's unbelievably well-made. The writing is fantastic. Um, and there is a character that is my spirit character. More than any other character, I identify with his character. More than any other character. Um, yes, than any other character. Um, so, anyway, so we we finished both seasons of that. It's forty episodes, um, and like I said, fantastic show. I'm kind of sad that it took me so long to come to it, but I'm also really happy that I've been able to discover something so great, um, even after it ended. Um, and then, uh, we had skipped Picard, but we did catch up yesterday. So the season is now done. Yes. And how do we feel? 
as far as like a rating goes, I really enjoyed it. Um, I want, and this is funny because I say this about Star Trek all the time. First season is always not it, okay. This first season was not as rough as like first season TNG. Like first season TNG um, is is terrible. <laughs> like there are episodes that you're like, how did this show get picked up for a second season? Because it's so bad. Um, there's none of that in Picard. Um, I think they stayed true to the character, and they stayed true to sort of the ethos of the of Star Trek, just about uh, like having hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so there were yeah there were some really good poignant parts in it. Um, there were things that were lots of fun, but they definitely left in a place where second season, I hope we'll get an exploration of the characters and of the crew and get to see, um, like, I really like it when people are guest stars, but, you know, we don't want to see the old crew. We want to see sort of these new adventures. So all in all, very satisfied. There were a couple things that I was like, "Eh," about, but that's how I am with television shows. As we know, I think, it's great. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Sh- I didn't share it with you because I couldn't find like an attribution for it. But it was like a tweet with like a screen cap of an interview from a quote Picard showrunner. I don't know if it was Shaban or who it was describing like the show they would have li- loved to have done, and it was basically the show I want, the show we probably both want, which is uh, Jean Luc chilling on the vineyard, um, <laughs> may- maybe solving some low key mysteries in the village type of shit. It's <laughs> like, but they were never going to let me do that. I'm like, what? talking about yeah seriously give me mystery Um, solving vineyard picard that okay so speaking of solving mysteries oh god um i have been watching so i do a lot of like data entry in my job and Uh especially now with um just doing a lot of like um invoices and and data entry for invoices and tracking of invoices just because it's sort of the world we're in i'm doing that more than usual and things can get really quiet. And by and large, I do enjoy the quiet, but it's one of those things where if there's too much quiet, all of a sudden you, you hear like the bird chirping outside your window and you're going to punch it. <laughs> um, so you need something in the background. So Murder, She Wrote has been on because who doesn't want Jessica Fletcher as a coworker? Um, she's also always so stylish. She always knows what to wear. Um, shawls, anyway, so Caitlin. The word is shawls. Day. In the in the afternoons, I've been making my way through. It'll be like a couple episodes of Murder She Wrote um, in the afternoons while I'm doing sort of like this data entry. Um, and it's it's a good show to have in the background because it's wallpaper. Because of sorry, it's wallpaper. Yeah, and because of the way that the show is designed, when there's an important clue or something, the music gives you cues, <laughs> so you know when to look up. <laughs> Yeah, like I'll have a sense of when something, you know, someone ends up dead or there's like <laughs> that gas moment. And I was thinking, because I've been watching so much of of Murder, She Wrote, of like, how would you make a show, a Murder, She Wrote show now? And could you do it? Because there's this element of cheesiness to it um, that basically all TV has has sort of done away with. Maybe you can still find it with, like, daytime soap operas. Um, but by and large, most shows are too sleek looking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then I realized the spiritual sort of like, um, uh, what is it? Oh, an inheritor of, of Murder, She Wrote is Father Brown. Because it's it's got this mix of like quaintness and horrible murder, but also cheesiness to it. Where my quaint um, heads at? My people who need that quaint well, in their lives. Well, I do like that, right? I, I mean, <laughs> actually, a lot of Jessica Fletcher's like. There's a lot of stuff where she's like in California or in New York, even in the first couple seasons. She does a lot of traveling, mm. and I think they knew that if they tried to make it all in Cabot Cove in Maine, it just wasn't going to work, right? You couldn't. There's only so many times you can murder a villager um, <laughs> before you like start running out of villagers. Um, and so with Father Brown, it's very similar. Like he'll he stays in England, but he'll be like in another village or in a neighboring village, or right. it'll be someone coming into the village who dies. And for that same reason, um, but at the same time, you still get like small sandwiches with tea in the episode. So it's like this, this uh, really interesting balance. Um, and I think they've, they've done a really good job um, with that, which brings me to the point of, I really wish they would come out with more Father Brown. But anyways, um, so yeah, so that's been a lot of my just like time. Um, and then we've caught up on Clone Wars, um, which for people who don't know, it is the continuation of the animated series. And they, this is sort of like their fi- the final season they never got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first couple of episodes were based around um, these clones, uh, the soldiers that you get to sort of, you know, throughout the, the Clone Wars series um, and focused on them a little bit. Um, and then... Now we've moved to my favorite character, Ahsoka Tano. Um, and there's been some episodes with her. She's like, left, she's like her. left room for air horn drop. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just going to say Ahsoka Tano. And then you can air horn she, drop. She left space for the air horn drop. Um, and, and those have been, uh, been great. Um, I just love seeing her on screen in any form. She's just such a cool character. And finally filling my time, um, because I've been, yesterday was a wild social day. So, as we mentioned, I, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, but actually, for my first ever time on Roll20. We actually didn't mention that. Oh, we didn't? No. Oh. So, we should just not talk before we, <laughs> we do the show, because I'm always like, wait, what did we mention? So, Jordan and I were talking about how how crazy busy I've been and how we know I'm an introvert and I can only take so much socializing before basically I like just stop talking. We basically had to plan <laughs> when we were going to record and yes. she had a, she had a D and D day yesterday. And because as an introvert myself, I know how we be. And she was like, well, can yeah. we do it like tomorrow night? Like late or can we do it Saturday night? Like later? I'm like, well, girl, if you think you won't be tired after D and D, she was already like, yeah, it's a lot of socializing. <laughs> yeah. And people don't even understand that just like talking exhausts me. Um, so I we we did the D&D, which was, it, Roll20 was great. I mean, the first session, you're always trying to figure out the hiccups. 
and how to use the program, but it is a really user-friendly program. Um, and it has so many features that are great for D&D because you can bring up things like your character description or Kate. your spell list really quickly on a secondary screen Kate. while looking at... Kate. Kate. Yeah? What's roll 20? Oh. <laughs> so roll 20 is a specifically Dungeons & Dragons platform that you can make an account on. And basically you have a DM and you can have a bunch of people on headsets in front of their computer playing all across the world. Oh, okay. It's like distance. Um, uh, my, my homie pops, I think has been doing this. I think it started as like yeah. on discord on a discord group. And yeah, now I think he does this too. Yeah. Yeah. There, and there's a couple of different Roll 20 is probably the most well known, but there are a couple of different platforms like this. Um, you don't have to pay for it. Um, you can pay for things in Roll20 if you're, a, say, a dungeon master and you want to have certain tiles or certain um, uh, online copies of, of the, the rule books. You can pay for these things. They're not extremely expensive or anything. And you can get a subscription that gets you things every month. But again, free for, for players by and large. So... It, it's great because um, when you open it, the, the dungeon master will show you what everyone is seeing. So, for instance, ours was a map. We had all our little character tokens, so we knew where we were. Everybody's seeing the same thing. And like I said, on, the, on another screen, if you want, or if you want to split your screen, you can bring up the rule book and what you're looking for really quickly. Whereas when you're doing it physically, it's a little bit harder. You can't just type it in, right? You've got to find the page find the section. So yeah, it actually, I mean, we've all played with um, D&D as a group for a long time, but mm. of course now we cannot. Um, so yeah, it was a great experience. Um, and I've been telling people for a while who are interested in playing Dungeons and Dragons, but don't have people around to play with, um, to, to go on and they, people like broadcast about like starting Rule 20 groups. Right. Uh, senior correspondent Chris is right now running a campaign for a bunch of people who live in the States um, and one other person who lives sort of locally. So you can find all kinds of groups out there. Um, and if you're interested in, in DMing, definitely take a look as well because it's a, it's a really cool platform. But anyway, so that's, that's all my time. And then Jordan, after that, mm -hmm. remember how I was all like, I'm going to be like super worn out from talking and, and socializing. Yes. I talked to three other people. Oh, why? Because one person I hadn't talked to in a while, and they were calling me on the phone, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to ignore this. Lovely chat, but very tired. And then I had said to Ren that we should do a Skype chat, because I haven't seen her physically, and also like just online for a long time. And then uh, Chris's parents and his sister called. So we had a little, like... Skype FaceTime thing there, which is fine, but I was definitely married. I think I'm still tired today <laughs> from yesterday. <laughs> I think that's why I needed a nap so bad. Social butterfly over here. I know. And this is the other thing about this whole thing. I've definitely, like, I've been talking to friends and family more, and I don't hate it. It's just, I kind of feel, always feel a little bit like a blob. Yeah, all it took was a pandemic to actually, you know, talk to your friends again. Definitely having yeah. that experience. 
Yeah, it's, that's been weird. <laughs> Nothing like a pandemic to bring people together. Right. So, talked so, about yeah. da- talked about Dark Side of the Ring. Still getting in enough time on GTA. Got the flying bike last week, as we said. Grind grinded for the money to upgrade it. Got the homing missiles. Holy shit, what a nerf that is! Like, <laughs> I don't know how terrible you have to be to not dominate with this it basically locks on and then like has a drift so like they could be behind you and you like shoot a missile and it like zips behind you and blows them up like like that's how that's how insane this lock on is for the missiles um have yet to play in a normal session still in my private sessions just just grinding for cash don't really have a goal right now i don't know i'm just trying to like get back up to like an acceptable uh Acceptable level of cash, and then I'll probably start going into normal lobbies again. Um, also worth noting, like most of my high-end vehicles, I got the flying bike and the Gucci drip with the green and red. So I, kidding. So I always keep it. I always keep my. I always keep my. Oh my god! Pristine vehicles, Gucci. Your aesthetic. My aesthetic. Come on now. Come on now. And I finished up Narcos Mexico this morning. Yeah, you know. Narcos. Narcos. Um, whatever. <laughs> it's it's still a penis. It's a fun yeah. penis. Penis is gonna be fun. Of course I can. Caitlin. Yeah. Nothing we've talked about in this episode matters. It does not? Nothing. Oh. I'm talking for an hour. None of it matters. There's only oh, no. one thing that mattered this week. I, like I'm sure many other people this week, opened their Netflix. A little bummed, a little sad, a little unsure how to pass some hours in self-isolation. When a tile showed up on their Apple TV, or their, it's on a Roomba, what's it called? What's the R one? Roku? What? Oh, okay. Your Apple I, TV, I don't know, actually. your Roku, your Roomba, your whatever, your, your Amazon <laughs> Fire Stick, your PlayStation. Your Roku glued to a Roomba? Yes. Cyber Chris Jericho cutting a promo on his Roomba was uh, my dopamine hit of the day on Thursday. Um, Thank you for sending that to me, by the way. <laughs> you are welcome. And like many other people, you probably saw Tile on your entertainment streaming provider of choice and went, what is that about? And you clicked the enter button, and then you click play. And you said, Tiger King, what's that? May as well watch this. And then you were whisked into the most fucking bonkers seven-part documentary series anyone has maybe ever seen. Friends, if you have not engaged with Tiger King yet, I implore you, dear God... Spend some time with Tiger King. I tried to sum this show up to Caitlin, and I did it by sending her a meme of Stefan from Saturday Night Live with the caption, (laughs) This show has everything. A gay gun-toting redneck, wild animals, rivalries, murder for hire, missing persons, polyamory, and a quasi-cult group. That's not even half of what's in this show. So, I feel bad because I really, I wanted to watch it, but there's, I was busy <laughs> so i but i'm here no one is too people. busy for tiger king I, that yeah i just i i hearing all these people be like this show 
is absolutely wild. Caitlin, I rewatched two episodes today. Re- <laughs> rewatched. Now that that's that's impressive. So, on the one hand, structurally, narratively, the show's a mess. I don't know what the producers and the directors were trying to do, but they didn't do it. I don't know how they could have done it, to be honest. I think what they were trying to do initially was do this documentary series about, we have since found out that, you know, according to one of the participants, that it was pitched to them as like blackfish for like the exotic pet trade in America. Blackfish being like the um, documentary that kind of exposed SeaWorld. Right. Right. And the abuses that the uh, that the whales and the marine life at SeaWorld uh, had done to them. And that's that's what they were pitching this at. That's what they were concerned about. But I think what they discovered was just that everyone who was involved in the exotic pet trade in the southern United States is fucking batshit crazy. (laughs) Like beyond batshit. So our POV, I guess... The main crux of it is this rivalry that develops between this guy, Joe Exotic, who owns a zoo in Oklahoma, and this woman, Carol Baskin, who runs the Big Cat Rescue in Miami, or somewhere in Florida, possibly Miami. And Carol has it in her hand that she's doing the Lord's work, and she's trying to save these animals, even though she maintains, you know, it's not like a fucking, like, safari reserve, like... (laughs) You're still in Florida. Like, right. if you cared that much. And that's one thing. So, like, they're both, everyone in this documentary is super, like, narcissistic and manipulative and, like, always trying to spin their own version of it. So, obviously, you know, now that it's come out and everybody is like, what? Because basically it's this rivalry between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. And Carol Baskin is trying to take down Joe Exotic. And Joe Exotic is, like, fucking, like, megalomaniacal. Like, he's this short little squirrely looking dude with a bleach blonde mullet covered in tattoos and piercings gay married to two straight dudes um runs this zoo has an internet show that he did like every night at six o'clock for like 80 people makes country music records and was like obsessed with the shit Carol Baskin would say or do about him or like try to do to him. Cause she would like, she would like actually like go to Congress and try to get bills passed to have the sale of these animals like stopped because, um, he was breeding, you know, he would breed them. Well thing, you know, when you'd see those photos of like people posing with tiger cubs and shit, like this is where they would go. Some janky zoo in like, you know, the Southern U S where the animals are probably sedated. Um, and you get your photo for your, you know, your Tinder, your Instagram or some shit. Um, allegedly, allegedly. These people are all very litigious, as you can imagine. Um, right. But basically, and it ultimately, it says in like the first like 10 minutes, like Joe Exotic is in, in jail for like hiring, trying to hire somebody to kill Carol Baskin. Like, See, that's a great way to start a documentary. <laughs> that's where it starts. Um, but just, and I'm like, I don't even know where I was trying to get to when I started talking about it. Because it's just like. So much, I saw somebody talking about the show and they were like, it's not even a criticism, it's just a comment. There's so much batshit happening in this show at all times. Because even supporting characters, if they are in this world, they're batshit. 
there's this guy Doc Antler who like shows up and he's more like kind of like commentating. He's got a he's got a zoo in Myrtle Beach, but also like a harem of of like sister wives who work there. Oh my god. <laughs> One guy who owns some zoo in in Florida was like basically Scarface legitimately. Like I'm not that's not a euphemism. <laughs> like he was a coke lord and also owned like a private zoo. Um but, like, there will be a mention of, like, Joe Exotic, like, filling Carol Baskin's mailbox with snakes. And she's like, yeah, I went out to the mailbox one day and it just, like, exploded with snakes. That's, like, the only comment about it. What the actual hell? Because <laughs> we got to keep moving. There's more bat shit to talk about. <sighs> and because, like, Joe Exotic was such a narcissist, he, like, filmed everything all the time. Everything was being filmed. Like, and just the the memes about this fucking show, like, episode, like, three starts with basically, like, him putting on an EMS bomber, like, emergency medical services bomber, going into, like, the gift shop and telling the customers at the zoo, everyone, before you hear it on the news, I just want you to know, uh, an employee here at the zoo reached into a cage and a tiger ripped her arm off. Um, I can give you, like, a refund or, like... <laughs> what? What the hell? Carol Baskin's first husband murdered every it was or sorry wasn't murdered disappeared and everyone is convinced she murdered her and like, murdered him and like fed him to the tigers and Carol Baskin's oh version of batshit is like like when that's presented to her she'll be like as if I have the kind of time to like murder my husband like if I was going to do that I'd have to like what I'd have to like this this little meat grinder what I use this meat grinder that I feed the tigers with I'd have to chop them up into such tiny little pieces to do that like that's her version of Everyone batshit. Everyone is insane. Everyone is insane in the show. But like, like the version. So obviously, you know, Carol Baskin especially has now. Joe, Joe Exotic apparently loves it because he's famous and he's a narcissist. So he's like, "Woo! Everybody knows me now." Um, I'm in jail for the next two decades, but everybody knows me. Um, and Carol Baskin is like, "I was misrepresented. They said all this untrue stuff." Blah blah blah. And the producers are like, "She didn't have to be asked to talk about herself." Basically. <laughs> Um, and I, one of the, one of the comments from the producers that I really liked that I read today was like, he basically said, there's no like intellectual curiosity with these people. Like it would never have occurred to them that if you wanted to see these animals, go see them in their natural habitat. Right. <laughs> that just doesn't enter it. It's like, no, they come here. I want them. They come here to me. And I keep them here. It's just like different versions of the same bonkers. Okay, I just talked about this show for like 15 minutes and I still have not given you, like I want to stop talking about it because you're going to watch it. I'm not giving it to you per yeah. se, but like I'm imploring you to watch it just because. And it's it's also, I mean, there's definitely like a zeitgeist moment about it because as everybody was like, as the sad of the world we're living in hit us all kind of at once, the Tiger King descended to us. <laughs> From on high. And gave Thank us you, Netflix. gave us like a seven hour distraction of just straight up insane bonkery. And like there's I'm not gonna say there's not a strain of Essex County in there when I see these people. And when you see like the staff uh, at the zoo. Yeah. I texted Mr. Malash immediately, who is now three episodes deep, and I was like, Yo, imagine like half of the youth group I led. When I was in my 20s. Imagine them as adults. 
do you think maybe they could have worked for Joe Exotic? And he's like, oh, this is definitely your group. Uh, one dude, amazing. one of his husbands, seven episodes, never wears a shirt. <laughs> uh, that's what I'd like to see. Never wears a shirt. It's, oh. yeah, it's, it's also like the South is a weird place. I don't think people who don't live in Canada or the United States understand how weird the Southern United States are. Like, remember when you watched Winter's Bone for the first time and you were like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, y'all. And if you haven't seen Winter's Bone, you should. <laughs> you should. Jennifer Lawrence was a revelation. Um, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> like there's one early comment from this dude who you find out later is like, he like owns a bunch of strip clubs and like he tur- he plays a bigger part in like the last couple episodes of the show. He's like, the monkey people are weird, but the big cat people, they'll like stab you in the back. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> There's just different versions of like exo- exotic pet people, like yeah, that's like well, it's like the wealthy people, yeah, who have they have like tigers that they keep on chains. Well, yeah, and then they, and they where do you think they get them? <laughs> from Joe Exotic. They buy them from Joe and Exotic. And also, also, you just hope that they all get eaten. Oh my god! And again, another like you know fantastic Carol moment. There's like. There's a moment where Joe's like filming some video and like a, he's in a pen with some, you know, laggers or some shit. And one of them starts like sniffing around his shoes and like bites his pant leg and is like pulling him. This is all on film. Mm-hmm. And he gets away. I don't think he had to shoot it, but he. Um, And I will say, sorry, that reminds me. I will say if anyone has concerns about animal abuse, there's mention of it, but um, nothing is ever depicted on camera like if you're uncomfortable that's with that's animals in cages and stuff like that, like you're not going to be thrilled with that. Um, but there's no no animals like being beaten or anything. You hear things about animals being euthanized, but none of that's ever depicted uh, on screen. Um, that's good. So yeah, he's kind of like thwacking. He's got the he's got a cane or something because then he had a bum knee and he was like thwacking this lagger to like get away from it. And he's convinced that you know Carol Baskin tried to kill him, and then it cuts to her and she's like. As if, as if I could even do that. And of course, you know, she's like flowy blonde hair, these big like Blythe doll eyes. She's probably in her fifties, these big Blythe doll eyes. She wears like flower crowns half the time. Like she's just there and she's like, as if like a tiger is not going to like bite your shoes just for like no reason. Like, like what, what? Oh no. Cause what do you say? You thought it was like her perfume or something. It's like, nobody's perfume is going to like incite a tiger to eat your feet or like bite your leg like you'd have to like drip sardine oil all over his shoes or something <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like it's a, every time somebody presents like man are you sure you didn't do this and she's like no if i'd done that i'd have to do it. and she knows the exact way she would have done it like <laughs> oh my god Amazing. it's insane so friends you won't necessarily feel good when it's over <laughs> But just for the, like, roller coaster of this insanity, like, I still have not given you, like, 60% of the insanity that happens in this show. I'm so excited now. So excited. So that is on your Netflix. Hardy Recco as a quarantine watch for Tiger King. Amazing. 
and friends. Did you hear the elastic snap on my notebook? I'd say that just about wraps up another quarantine edition of the Geek Down podcast. I think that's it. I think we had a good chit chat next week. I'm sure as as work dwindles, I will have more. I will have watched more. Yes, more murder she wrote, but also other things. Hopefully, Tiger King by that point. I will have just continued to wallow in my own filth and do the daily refresh on my Discogs cart, waiting for that exchange to get just a little sweeter. Just a little sweeter. I remember all the all the things you have to uh, you have to wash because you're a oh, terrible God. Yeah, record right. father. <laughs> they're, they're so mad. They're very unhappy. Kanye West is like, really? Me too, dog? Yeah. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't, couldn't add me? So I'm going to get started on that. Friends, if you have thoughts about Tiger King, I'm here for them. <laughs> All hours of the day. Get if at us. If you have thoughts about Murder, She Wrote and how great Jessica Fletcher is, I'm here for you. At GeekDownPod on the Twitters. Or email us, GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, whatever. I mean, we're around. Lord knows I've been doing more on the Twitter lately. I mean, we're all bored. We're all just trying to get by. And like we said last week, we hope we are able to, despite the phoniness, I mean, that is telephoniness of these episodes, we're still able to give you an hour or so of distraction and the little bit of normalcy as you get through your quarantine days. Lord knows we need them. Kate. Jordan. Good to talk to you. You too. We'll get at you next week. Friends, thank you for joining us as you do every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. So this is when I shouldn't say anything terrible. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, no, but I shouldn't because you're recording. Yeah. Which means you'll have it on file. It, so so much has been lost to the dust of time. Still. <laughs> I, I still have to be careful. Sure, you never know what I'm just holding on you. Hostage. One day, one day it's going to be like, I'm tired of waiting to rebook my Japan trip. Kate, you're paying for it. I'm not paying for anything. Oh, really? <laughs> Here's a zip drive. Everything. Of me saying terrible things about individual people. Nasty you've, you've ever said about anyone. <laughs>